0: good. So, um, we're going to be going through Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 to 10. Um, We're spending most of our time in that today, moving back and forth to a few other areas as well. Um, So, we'll read through that first. Galatians 6, verse 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So there are certain certain laws that we must abide by in the world we live in. There are laws made by authorities that differ from place to place and time to time. There are laws that are put in place by people depending on their moral or ethical reasoning. Then there are the unchangeable laws, the laws of physics, the laws that, gra- that uh, govern things such as nature. They govern friction, energy, motion. These are the laws of physics. They're also the laws that are undeniable, undeniably in action. I'm sure very few people wake up and take time to consider and acknowledge the effect of these laws and how the laws of physics directly affect the outcome of what we do. But whether you do or not, the laws of physics still affect each of us in the same way. I know when I was younger, the practical effects of the laws of physics took me a fair time to learn, probably too long, especially the effect of the law of gravity. Looking back at this, gravity is much easier to understand the mathematical equations in year 11 made it sound. Gravity equals falling, which in return equals pain. For some reason as a teenager, and I would probably have to say now as well, it took me way, way too many fairly painful mountain biking, rock climbing and bull riding falls to understand that. But the reality was that even when I came to an understanding of the painful reality of gravity, I would occasionally and still often do push the boundaries in the hope that maybe next time gravity won't push down quite so hard. But as expected, time and time again, it does. The practical law of gravity is if you ignore it, it's going to hurt. But if you acknowledge it and you do things that reflect that understanding, you should be just about alright. But also that gravity will and cannot be mocked. How often do we find ourselves in a similar situation spiritually? We know the effect of what we are doing. We know what we are doing is not going to reap good things. We know it's not going to, re- to result in God-like outworkings. We know it won't result in reaping spiritual or eternal rewards. We know that sin is bad and it will hurt in the future but we ignore it and we convince ourselves maybe this time it will be okay maybe this time the consequences won't be reaped. yet here in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 to 10, 7 to 10 Paul is focusing on that very thing. Paul understood the importance of us understanding the consequences of this spiritual law of you reap what you sow. If you acknowledge this the outworkings of this are incredible and very long-lasting, but if you don't, then it's not going to be too flash in the future. Just like the laws of physics, this spiritual law of reaping what you sow is undeniable. Many cultures and religions have tried to explain it in different ways due to a lack of understanding this biblical truth. In the last few years, it's been described as what some would call karma. By other cultures, they've described it as as a thing called Incarnation where supposedly you return as some kind of different creature based on how good of a life you lived or how good you treated people or how good the decisions you made were throughout life. The reality is in the world we live in, especially today, we consistently face choices opportunities to do what we enjoy right now or what feels good right now. But not everything that we feel is good for us is beneficial or necessarily righteous or godly. So, given how far we are into Galatians, I'm hoping that most of you have caught on to what um, the whole topic of Galatians is. (laughs) Um, So, obviously it's about freedom. Hopefully you've caught on to that one now. Um, But especially the freedom we gain through Christ, through faith. This understanding is foundational to our understanding of our salvation. And I strongly believe a proper and full understanding of this freedom we have as Christians will and should greatly change our urgency to live a life reflecting Christ and living a life that greater displays the same grace, forgiveness and love that we have received. So what exactly does Galatians 6 verse 7 to 10 have to do with freedom? What does reaping and sowing have to do with our freedom as we know that we aren't saved by our actions or simply being good. We don't sow good morals and ethics and reap salvation. We know our salvation only comes through faith and it's the outworking of that faith and relationship with Christ that I believe Paul is talking about here. Paul's talking about our decision, about the decision we must all make. Do we choose to put our faith in Christ and reap the rewards of that or do we choose to place it in the things of the world? As it's been discussed a few times um, over the last few messages, Galatians chapter 1 and 2 is Paul validating the gospel of freedom. Chapter 3 and 4 are the theological aspects of freedom. And chapter 5 and 6 are the practical outworkings of freedom. So here in Galatians 6 verse 7 to 10 we see Paul's understanding of the importance of us understanding freedom and the practical outworking of that in our lives with how we choose to live and display it in the way we treat people. The very thing that Paul is talking about in Galatians is foundational to our faith. We see this in Matthew 22 verse 36 to 40 when Jesus was asked which of the commandments is the greatest. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it, love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. As we will see throughout this section of Galatians, Paul completely understood the importance of putting God first and not allowing other things to take his place or pull us away from putting God as our first love. And secondly, also fully understand the importance of loving one another and how the two are intertwined with each other. The loving God with all your heart, mind and soul would and should produce the love for others that we are commanded to have. Galatians 6 verse 7 Do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked, a man reaps what he sows. Throughout the book of Galatians, Paul speaks well of the church. He encourages them in their understanding of freedom (laughs) but also to hold on to it and to not lose sight of their faith and the freedom that comes with that. We read continually that Paul's concern was that the leaders of the Jewish church were were focusing... Sorry. Paul's, Paul's concern was The leaders of the Jewish church were forcing upon them the laws and requirements of the Mosaic law and his concern was they would too easily lose focus of the truth and focus on the old legalistic and law-based beliefs and lose focus of their faith. And I think this is a continuation of that in that he's saying you have been doing well but don't lose sight of this. Keep up the good work. Do not become deceived. The idea of sowing and reaping is easy to misunderstand and see it as a form of legalism and law-based salvation, but it's actually the complete opposite, as we will see. The good we do and the way we strive to treat people with care and love should be a product of our choice to put our faith in Christ. These are a product of our faith. Our our faith is not a product of them. Galatians 6 verse 8 Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Who's heard the saying, sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an action, you reap a habit. So a habit, and you reap a character. So a character, and you reap a destiny. Our destiny is directly related to where we allow ourselves to start. There is so many things pulling us away from what is godly and righteous. There is there is no denying that at times the things of the world can really seem enticing. (coughs) and feel like they are what is going to be good for us. But the truth is that as good as they may look or as enticing as they may be, the result of these things will with no doubt be detrimental to ourselves and possibly even others. As if we sow sin into our lives with no relationship with Christ, the result can be nothing but but destructive. Paul's encouragement to the Church of Galatia of Galatians is to encourage them to make the choice to focus on building a faith based relationship with Christ and focus on the continual action of humbly humbling themselves and humbly serving Christ and the process of continually coming before God in admittance of their need for Him. And that's the same for us. And and with that, allow ourselves to be used by God to serve, encourage and love others. You will reap both the, the physical benefits of it but more importantly, the spiritual outcome of it. Here Paul is reminding the church of what it means to focus on the things that are of God. Not to be blown around and pulled side to side by the things of the world, as the things of the world that we may see worthwhile sowing into are going to result in in destruction, both destruction of the flesh and of the spirit. Verse 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. How many times have people thought to themselves or had the question asked, why do ungodly people do horrible stuff, go through life so easily? It just seems everything good just comes to them. Yet at times as Christians I find myself, as a Christian I find myself struggling. I sow into the things that are of God but just don't see the effect of it. I focus on the ways of the Lord but still struggle by day to day, financially or with health or family issues or whatever way it may be. We are told here that we will reap what we sow. It doesn't exactly state if, where or when we might potentially see worldly results. But we are promised with no doubt that we will will receive an eternal reward and in the proper time. Just as sure as gravity has its effect on us, the same is true here. The reaping of what we sow is a sure thing. Sowing into the spirit reaps eternal rewards, whereas sowing in earthly things will only ever produce earthly rewards. But at the end, the result, no matter how much good has been done, how many riches have been stoned or what academic achievements have been achieved, the result can only ever be destruction. Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 3 Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endures such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The reality is, the relationship with Christ is not a one-time thing. It's not something you make a choice once and then have to focus on it again. It's ongoing. We are told here that we will receive the rewards if we do not give up. We are told that we will um, receive the rewards if we endure to the very end. It's so sad to see people that have given up on God out of a misunderstanding of this or due to seeing the things of the world as more attractive than a relationship with Christ. This is something we as a church need to be holding each other up in, in prayer and encouraging each other to not lose sight of and encouraging each other to endure and run the race to the very end. Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Here is Paul's challenge for us. Paul's encouragement to the church of Galatia is to continue to do what they have been doing, practically displaying the outworking of their faith. The question that comes to my mind Is what is good? What does Paul mean by let us do good? I believe we can find an answer to this in Paul's letter to the Romans. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing and perfect will. The good that we are told we should be doing is not simply doing good things based on our own moral compass or current ethical or political views. of what's right or wrong, that, come from the free, that comes from the freedom found through offering ourselves humbly before God, wholehearted and seeking Him to guide us, change us and use us. When our will is to seek God's will, we will naturally be doing what is good in the sight of God. These good things we are told we should be doing are an outworking of relationship with Christ. James chapter 2, verse 14 to 19. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by deeds, if it is not accompanied by action, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shatter. Good works and faith go hand in hand in that the good we do, the way we treat people, the way we love and care for people is an outworking of our faith. It's how others see our faith in action. The interactions we have with people are an amazing opportunity for us to show our faith and allow God to use us. If our faith is not producing good works and producing godly character, then why? The outworking of our lives should be producing the fruit of the Spirit. And that should be evident in our interactions with people, whether it be in the workplace, school, at home and even here at church. And our goal as believers should be to strive to have those fruit more evident in our lives individually but also to encourage others to be doing the same. My challenge to us as a church is what are we sowing into? What does your heart, mind and soul put as first priority? If, your relationship, if you're sowing into sinful thoughts and actions, we are told the result will only ever lead to destruction. I know often I find myself in need of reminding that as much as I love my work and my passion for my hobbies, As great as they can be, they cannot be a thing I put before God or a thing I sow into before my relationship with Christ as that will only lead to destruction in the end. Seek to be growing your desire to know God more and be more God-like but also to be reflecting Him in how we treat others. Our salvation should be evident to everyone through our desire to be good and love one another. But I also want to put the challenge out to pray for someone who has maybe been pulled away from relationship with Christ by the temptations of the world. Take time time to allow God to use you to encourage them and gently and patiently guide them back to an understanding of this foundation the foundation that Paul is speaking of. To all of you, that may look very, very different. Whether it's taking time to consistently and faithfully be praying for someone or catching up over a coffee or for some, it might be doing the park run on a Saturday morning with someone or for some others, it might be helping them them working on a project car while chatting away as I know a lot of blokes are more than happy to however you feel called to build relationship, to be able to patiently encourage them to seek opportunity to be used by God in this. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for um, the truth and encouragement that is in your word and um, I pray that we can be continually seeking come to a greater understanding of it, Lord. I pray that you give us opportunities to be displaying to others um, the outworkings of our faith, Lord. And I pray that it will be evident to those people around us. Amen. Amen.